0: All right, welcome everybody to another episode of Comic Book Squares. Uh, This is going to be a good one. We're going to interview another creator this time. Uh, My name's Shane. I'm Paul. I'm Ben. And I'm Mike. Let's start this show. (music) Just tell us a little bit about yourself and what the book is.
1: Okay, yeah, I'm uh, David Schrader. Uh, My current book is called Cannibals on Mars, and it's kind of a space sci-fi horror action adventure uh, set in the near future. And um, I'm the co-creator and writer of Baby Badass, which was a book that came out a few years ago. Um, And me and my uh, partner in Bloodline Comics, Clay Adams, we do an anthology called Nightmare Theater, and we just did the second volume this last Halloween, and we'll be doing Nightmare theater 3d in 2023 coming out uh oh and, man yeah two years ago. we're trying to we're trying to give it a little bit of a break because it's a big undertaking but <laughs> yeah so and i'm a writer and filmmaker i have a film out called mary tyler millennial right now it's kind of a horror comedy that's making the festival rounds it's going to be playing at the marina del rey film festival here in june so that'll be the first thing like, oh, yeah. west coast screening that we can get people to go to i'm very excited about that that's wow. awesome Very cool. Well.
0: yeah
2: Horror comedies True. right up my alley. I love that <laughs> stuff. Man. Yeah, yeah, me too. I
1: think I remember. I think the first horror comedy I saw where I was like, "This is really funny," was House. With William oh my Kat gosh! Back yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I was, you know, I was, I was, a thirteen or fourteen, whatever, and I remember like it was yeah. on HBO, and it was just really funny. It's like, wow, I'm laughing and I'm scared at the same time. Yeah. So this is like right on my. Own. I was
2: just excited to see the greatest American hero in a horror movie. Yeah.
3: <laughs>
1: right,
2: right, right,
0: right,
3: exactly. He was Ralph, great in that. It's like Ralph, you totally took a, lo- a wrong turn, you know. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, there's not a lot in that uh, in that that's a very tiny niche genre. I mean, I'd say uh, Dale Dale and Tucker versus Evil probably fits within there as well, which is another favorite of mine. Yeah, yeah, great. That's
1: that's funny. I did see that uh, not that long ago, and I thought that was great. Yeah, it's you know, it's it's got a a somewhat limited audience you know because mm-hmm. i think you have to find people that have like an, if it's a if it's a good horror comedy yeah. they have to have a good sense of humor and like mm-hmm. horror and sometimes those right. two don't always overlap but but there's right. a there's a sweet spot that's uh, the type of person you want to know yeah that, that yeah. Likes absolutely, it absolutely. <laughs> definitely you're talking definitely. to four of them right yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i'm in the right place yes, you <laughs> yeah. are. What, so can i ask where where are you guys situated you're all different places or or yeah, yeah. different areas mm-hmm. of the country where at
0: uh, we're a combination of uh, Arizona and uh, Illinois.
1: Oh, cool! That's uh, like Illinois. Yeah. <laughs> Illinois, yes, Illinois. Yeah, yeah, gotcha. Exactly. <laughs> oh my God, that's it! I'm out. That's yeah. it, <laughs> All right, everybody. Yeah. All right, and that's the show. Don't yeah. so forget to tip your waiters. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so yeah, actually, you know, I I have to always be honest when I'm on these things because I'm like. I have imposter syndrome up and down all the time, but also as far as comics goes, like I was a little bit of a late comer to comics when I was a kid. I liked comics and um, I was into like peanuts and Charlie Brown books Mm -hmm. and all that stuff. And then somewhere along the line, I think I kind of just didn't read them anymore until I started baby badass and I had to do like the play catch up. And so I never try to pretend I'm some, you know, guy with nerd credentials. I just, I don't, Um, I'm very (laughs) respectful of the space Um, we tried to do something different with baby Badass. It was a little bit of a a nod to like those nineties comics with the pouches and the, you know, the over the top (laughs) stuff. And and, like, I just went as far as I could go with it, with like the, the foul language and the violence and, um, that grindhouse feel. But, so I kind of had it both ways, you know, um, you know, you can kind of pull people in with, with some of that, um, you know, sex and violence and, uh, do something different with the comedy. And that's, that's what I always enjoy doing.
2: Yeah. So it was the, um, like some of those ones like Peanuts and other stuff that kind of got you into the uh, creation of comics?
1: Yeah, but also my brother had X-Men comics and like, you know, the Incredible Hulk and all the Marvel and DC stuff. So, but then I gravitated more to like, I don't know why it was, but I loved reading, like, those the, the Peanuts books, and I did my own yeah. comic strip, but, you know. I had a cat named Herman. It was, like, this grouchy cat, and it was before Garfield. It's like a, <laughs> I think Garfield, like, totally ripped him off and did it worse. <laughs> so, um, so, yeah, I, so I actually drew comics. I liked comics, so I don't know why there was that gap. When I moved to L.A., I was I was 19, and I was doing, like, stand-up comedy and, and writing. And so oh, wow. it just wasn't uh, – it wasn't – like I didn't go to Golden Apple. I didn't know anything about it. like comics just were off my radar. And I have friends since then that like they are, you know, Kristen Horn, who I co-created Baby Badass with. Mm-hmm. has a great like encyclopedic knowledge of, of comics and and Clay Adams also like, you know, comes at it from a very literary mm-hmm. standpoint. And mm-hmm. um, I defer to those guys all the time. And I'll ask them, like, has this been done before or can we turn this convention on its head? And um, it's fun, though. I mean, the, the, for me, because. You know, whether I was doing stand up or, or improv or, or making short films or, or whatever, um, comics is this. I don't know, you can use your imagination, and mm-hmm. if the artist can bring it to life, it still costs that much per page, you know what I mean? Yeah, and yeah. um and that's to me is the most fun thing about making comics is getting the the pages. When mm-hmm. you finally get those pages in from the script, there's really nothing like it. It's it's like mini Christmas mornings, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well put, well put. So um
2: yeah. so David, let's um you know, let's kind of your
1: your great
2: adventure right now as far as uh, the cannibals on mars and the, and the kickstarter campaign and and for those that maybe haven't been been uh to the page yet to kind of you know watch your video and kind of hear a little bit about it like what led up to to basically this release uh specifically
1: sure um you know it i've talked about it before that i didn't want anyone to think that this was like a a crazy title like a comic that was chasing a title you know like i, I did come up with the title it, it's it's loosely affiliated with baby bat the baby badass universe it's not officially uh, uh no. for many reasons but in that universe the the future is so effed up can we swear on here oh yeah, yeah. YouTube okay, and right. the, future, <laughs> the future is the future is such duty uh, that, well, that we have there to trust you a, at duty. Sorry, uh, right, I to you. You. I'm cut that out. <laughs> such such fucking duty <laughs> that um, that like they had a colony on Mars mm-hmm. and the idea was that like things got so bad that they just forgot about them. Just like, you know, well, yeah. you guys are on your own and, um, I could see that happening, you know, in this, 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 uh, post-apocalyptic world. Sure, sure. And, um, and so that was the idea. There was even a throwaway line in, in a baby badass book that's not even written yet where they're like, someone says, and you know, there's cannibals on Mars and it was just a throwaway line. It's like, Oh, that, that sounds like an old, like, you know, uh, B movie type thing. And, and, and like, how do you mash these things up? And I I like the idea. Um, and so I was talking to my friend, Tony Donnelly. He he was the artist on a book called Albert Einstein time Mason. Mm -hmm. And we were, we were, uh, tabling at LA comic con and David Pepos was there and Stephen Prince and a bunch of other guys. And, um, and me and Tony were talking, I told him this idea. He said, Oh, I would love to do something like that a little darker, Mm -hmm. like, Mm -hmm. you know, um, Because Albert Einstein was a little more in the um, PG-13 wheelhouse, so so we said yeah so he did some sketches and we talked about it and that was 2019 so that was 2019 yeah mm-hmm. and then i kind of wrote it that year a little off and on and started giving him uh pages and, and he was doing it. it grew from like a 24 page book to like this 42 page <laughs> book and i just didn't i didn't let anything constrain us because it's kind of a one shot you know it does yeah, it yeah. does have uh the option to to lead into a, a a second part but it's not an ongoing series by any means um so he did a, he did he did a really cool job. He has like a very retro kind of art style. And and then Andre Salazar who did a book called pariah Missouri which was a really cool graphic novel that had um really uh, amazing watercolors uh, that he did by hand. Oh, wow. It wasn't done on a program. Oh, so nice. we we're like what, what if we combine these things, you know? And it just gave the book a different look. It doesn't look yeah. like a typical comic book and it's got yeah. a little bit of a European flavor mm-hmm. to it, but those are all hand painted watercolors. He would take yeah. the pages get them printed, paint them. Then those would be scanned back in. Man. And I don't know. I just like the, the, the look of it and, and, you know, dealing with some of the, the literal sex and violence that goes on up there. And, and, you know, the, having a blood soaked <laughs> surface of Mars, like what kind of, you know, Paul book would this make? And yeah. so that's the genesis of the idea was it came from this other, you know, this other story just as an offhanded comment. And uh, I don't know. I just like the idea of Something like this happening, and sure enough, there was an article not that long like ago, before we even launched the Kickstarter, but well after like I, you know, had done the book, and 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 you know, I have a Google alert for cannibals on Mars because I'm like, when am I ever going to see this? And I was like, when it came up, and uh, it was an article saying, you know, Elon Musk could end up on Mars, but if, you know, things go wrong with the terraforming, they could end up as cannibals, and so the whole thing was like cannibals on Mars. I was like, wow, you know, like, you think you come up with a title that's so ridiculous that it could never be in the vernacular, and then these guys beat me to it, so, uh, (laughs) yeah, and uh, there's been more of that recently about Mars and, like, you know, the colonies Mm -hmm. on Mars and what could happen, so I just wanted to take it in a horror direction. I'm a a big fan of, like, you know, Carpenter's The Thing, and um, and, you uh, you know, like, I I, I,
3: it's funny you mention
1: that. I, what I was telling
3: these guys before you jumped on, David, was when I was looking at the pages, what what jumped out to me almost right away before I had really gotten into any of the you know the script or anything, just the look of it. I, I was talking yeah. Ghosts of Mars, the one the Carpenter made a few okay. years ago. Um, right, and, and I right. was like, it kind of, it, it kind of had that feel with a little bit of alien and a little bit of, you know, all that sort of lost colony on a distant right. planet kind of mm-hmm. thing. I loved it. And you brought up, uh, uh, David propose too. And I, I was, I don't know how I stumbled on it, but I, I saw, um, it was about five years ago when he did, he started that Spencer and Locke. Yeah. And I, book. I absolutely, lo- I got both, I got both, uh, volumes. He had a volume one and two, four issues yep. each. And for the rest of the guys on the show, I think I, Shane, I might've mentioned it to you, but. This was basically like what if Calvin and Hobbes grew up, and basically Calvin became a homicide cop with a with like a psychotic episode, and saw and still continued his, to see yeah. his stuffed animal, but now his stuffed animal was like another detective. And it was like, I mean, it was, it was, it was. Crazy. Oh, that's a
1: fantastic I book. Yeah, David's it. awesome. You know, he's doing, he's doing uh, Savage Avengers he now, is. and like he's, he's working savvy. for. So he's yep. he's he works very hard. Yes, he does. Uh, he hustles very hard. He's got great ideas. He knows how to pitch them. Yeah. And if you've ever been next to David at a con, which I have many times, like. <laughs> You get used to hearing that same pitch because he is telling, he is selling people yeah. and you know, do you like, do you like Calvin and Hobbes? It's like, what if you like Calvin and Hobbes is Sin city? I, like, I, I, I,
3: this guy is relentless. I would love to see another volume of that. I love what he did with it. I, I thought it was fantastic and I was glad I got my hands on it. Right. And that's, I won't say that's kind of what started me toward, toward the indie stuff, but you know, I was always into it yeah. more than that. But, but he was, when I saw that, I'm a big, you, you talked about the peanuts. I've got every volume, uh, trade of Calvin and Hobbes. That's been my favorite. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's, yeah. I, I could read that stuff over and over and over again. I don't care if I know what's coming. I still, Well, you must
1: have really, really appreciated, uh, Spencer. I did. Because, I, I mean, the nost- yeah. there's a nostalgia factor there that's yep. hard to, and then it's, I mean, it's dark too, but it is. like it takes it in a whole new way. Well, and when, um, and when, yeah. and when
3: he, and when they would, uh, when, when David, um, would, uh do the flashbacks of of um you know yeah. lock as a kid it
1: looked like it looked like calvin yeah uh, no it, it, these these guys haven't seen that yet that's a, it's I a great plot i don't, I don't know you know, we,
3: we so so yeah we
1: oh, all you I, didn't I recommend it to us you didn't put it on yeah. the list right? <laughs> 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 but i'm going to send i'm going to send all, i'm going to send all you guys baby badass too, nice. if you want to yeah, yeah, i'll send it. you yeah, i'll yeah. send yeah. you the pdfs of awesome. uh, stuff absolutely yeah, yeah. yeah. We're actually, we're in this. We're with the same publisher, or were with Spencer Locke and Baby Badass. So we uh, we may be waiting a little while, sure. and we'll see what happens uh, with that. But um, it's not really anything that we can talk about. <laughs> so you know, I'm moving on with other projects until uh, that gets resolved. Well, so one really,
0: thing we... I wanted to kind of ask you about, uh, you know, since we're we're talking to indie publishers, is the the process that you have to go through as somebody who's struggling to get noticed, you know, in this industry uh how how are you getting out there and getting your book out there to people besides the Kickstarter campaign how are you getting people to be aware of what you're doing and and you know what's that process look like
1: uh i think a lot of it unfortunately or however you want to look at it but i say unfortunately cuz social media drives a lot of it yeah. and it's sometimes it's um it's people that you know and friends and if they're retweeting or reposting things and it's almost like a community kickstarter has become a little bit of that like I'm good friends also with like Charlie Stickney who has a amazing book called White Ash I don't know if you've ever heard of it but it's something certainly to check out it's one of the yep. top kickstarter books that's ever been out there um and yep. and you know you build a community if you kind of help each other out you find other Uh, creators that you respect and like Mm -hmm. their work. And, you know, you just kind of run in that same circle. And that includes going to to cons, regional cons or or the bigger Mm -hmm. ones. And, you know, it's a lot of like David did, you know, it's Mm -hmm. a lot of uh, knocking on doors. Unfortunately, it's a lot of work. And when you're busy, if you have a a new family or whatever, it can be hard. But if it's your passion and something you want to do. So just like in real life, whether it's at the cons, you kind of have to do that on social media as well, and yeah. and you know not not in a pushy way, but just kind of like put yourself out there right. and get involved in the conversations, and um, you know if the book is good, it, it will find an audience. Right. But sometimes it just takes a little time to grow. In yeah. my in my particular case with Baby Badass, I kind of came in cold. I sent some letters out. Uh, a guy got back to me from this publisher, and he really liked it. It spoke to him. Now. Luckily, I could do whatever I wanted with it. It wasn't like there were restraints on me, so if you ever read Baby Badass, there are very little restraints in that book um and uh it's it's not always what people think it is too like we you know we had Dan Mendoza did a cover, and you know it was it was very kind of um in your, literally in your face. And, uh, but, but, you know, we, we tried to do some different things with the book and the conventions of like those nineties comics. Um, but I kind of got lucky timing wise because they were looking for something that kind of fit that and, and put it out and, you know, it gets into shops. It's not necessarily, no one gets in the comics to make a lot of money right. really. Um, but if you want to get your work out there and then build to the next thing, that's, you know, you, You you do what you can. I would certainly say Kickstarter is better than going to a crappy publisher uh, these days because you know if if you support other uh, creators on Kickstarter and you have a lot of uh, community Mm -hmm. with you, um, when it's time for your book to come out, Mm -hmm. they'll they'll show up too and spread the word.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Well, and David, that's what we're hoping to do um, with this show. When we started this, was however we can help uh, bring attention uh, to to your creation, to your work. We want to try to do that and. You know, you mentioned Charlie Stickney, and I've got some of that, those White Ash books. I mean, it's and for the other guys, this is kind of like a sort of like an Elvish type. Um, you know, and I'm not big into elves, but uh, but this is
1: actually really. I, I'm not into like the, I'm not into that fantasy yeah. stuff normally it's either, really. Good, really good, but right, it's really and, good. And I was going to see if I had a book here. Well,
3: and his and his uh, he he did a uh, they did a one off, um, and, and I I can't remember how many issues of it they've done, but there's a, a character from the White Ash. Um, series called Glarian. She's a she's yeah. kind of like the uh, kind of like the beauty uh, elf, and uh, she's pretty deadly. She pulls out a couple of blades, and she you know she she can she can she can do her best Electra imitation on anybody. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's it's really good. It's hard to get a hold of. Um, I was able to get a hold of a copy of it, but yeah, I mean stuff like that. I mean he caught on with Scout Comics, and that's one of those that those companies that you know a lot of folks just aren't hearing about. They're 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 starting to make headway uh they've ended up in my comic shop but i make sure that um i've ordered several uh different scout titles just to branch out because yeah. uh like these other guys Char-
1: charlie works yeah, yeah.
3: he wor- he wor- he's worked hard and he's he's done a great job his stuff is in in the local comic shop so
1: yeah no he well he works uh, editorially now for scout like he yeah. is uh part of their staff and um my my partner with Bloodline uh, Comics, Clay Adams, he had a book called Red Xmas through Scout too, and it was like oh, if okay. Santa Claus like went went nuts <laughs> and uh, <like> on a <laughs> rampage and like, oh um, yeah. So that's through Scout. They, they've got some good books, um, but yeah, yeah. Uh, I would say like you know if you just kind of stay in the game a little mm-hmm. bit. Like, you know, don't get discouraged yeah. because it can be, it can be discouraging, but it, it can be a lot sure. of fun too. Like, you know, you got to love comics and you got to love just that whole atmosphere to, yeah. to withstand like uh, the rejection and also the, the cons yeah. and the, the con crust, the con cred. As it <laughs> word. You know, it's funny because
3: uh, you know, so, some of the other interviews we've done, we, we've heard the same thing that sometimes the, the, the smaller, more local uh, conventions that are, put together by, you know, within some counties and things like that are better than these large, huge $75 a ticket, three day things that are just, they're just <coughs> monstrous. Like you, you could sit there and you just get passed by 5,000 people, but everybody wants to see everything. And so for you to get noticed, it's, it's just, it's that much harder. So there, there is another way of getting noticed. It sounds like, you know, you guys have done there, some of that.
1: There is one of the best shows I was at with Clay was uh, in Tulsa. It was kind of a, a small to medium sized mm-hmm. show, but there was people would stop and talk and buy. Yeah, and like you said, it's not herds going sure. past you. It was, yeah. uh, it was, and we sold some of our some of our best days were there. That's that's you know, great. Cool.
3: Yeah, they they have a comic shop out there named uh, Impulse Comics. And uh, I, I don't know if they have anything to do with that con, but I've actually gotten some really hard to find stuff because it's the middle of Oklahoma, <laughs> I guess. You know? They have a great, uh, they have a great website. And I, I can't believe some of the stuff I found on there, that stuff that I can't find I'm, I'm near Chicago. And so everything sells out so yeah. quick around here because it's so metropolitan and there's a lot of collectors and a lot of speculators, unfortunately.
2: Yeah. Oh, that Yeah. That'll do it.
1: You're Paul, you're in <laughs> no, I, Arizona. Arizona.
3: <laughs>
2: <Illinois. laughs>
1: yes. i was wondering yeah. about with your with
2: your uh, um books uh you you've talked about like going to cons and some of the you've t- talked a little bit about the people you've worked with can you share a little bit more about some of the folks that you're working with and like mm-hmm. how maybe how you met and uh you know got to be working together
1: absolutely um so i I'll just go in order, yeah. kind of. Christian Horn, who I co-created Baby Badass with, we kind of, kind of came up with the idea. <laughs> I, I believe that there was magic cookies involved, and we had Big Bear and like it just, the conversation. I think, but you know, like what if this baby was kicking everybody's ass? And so um, that that turned into this like post-apocalyptic thing where oh, he's like God. a. Super soldier clone <laughs> that didn't fully develop, and then he breaks out of the lab, and so it's 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 crazy. It's a crazy book, but so Kristen has a podcast called Part Time Fanboy, and he's like a, a bona fide comic nerd, um, and so that's the journey I started with with Baby mm-hmm. Badass, and so I started talking to my friend Clay, who was in a movie that I did back in 2005 called Bloodline, mm-hmm. and Clay was the lead, and, and it got released by Lionsgate. It's a horror film. Kind of like Friday the thirteenth meets uh, Memento. Oh wow. I asked Clay because I knew he had a book called PBOW. It's called Pregnant Bitches of War. It was an amazing like book. And <laughs> and he started a company called Fried Comics. Nice. And it's a great book. It's very much like a Tarantino grind house oh, thing. Nice. It's like these women were these women were meeting at a pregnancy meeting at the, the base of the Empire State Building. And somehow like Nikola Tesla uh, Changes the time warp or something and like sucks them in, and they go back in time and kill young Hitler, and then they think everything's gonna be better, and then it's worse for some reason. And (laughs) like, uh, it's a crazy book. Um, and so I asked him about it. I was like, Hey, like, you know, what what do you do? Like I want, I wanted to get baby badass with fried comics, which was his little company. And so we ended up not doing that, but I, and I went with another company, but so we stayed in touch and I hadn't talked to him for maybe a couple of years. You know, he had been in the movie, but then he was in New York and then Georgia. And so we started talking and, and, as we did, we eventually came up with an idea. We're like, what if we do an anthology? And so we came up with the Nightmare Theater Anthology. And the framework was that it was a, like a, a film festival of souls, of damned mm-hmm. souls. And there's Shelly Post Stoker, who's our like Frankenstein-esque Elvira mm-hmm. character. And there's the Welder, who is like our Jason, you know, <laughs> or, or yeah. Freddy character. And then there's a the little girl with the little dress and the stuffy. And she's like the girl from... Um, can't remember the movie now but uh she comes out oh, well. yeah, oh the the ring, ring. The ring. yeah the ring the ring the ring right so it's all these tropes right so the, the tropes present <laughs> the stories like it's a film festival and so there's shorts and and then there's features and and so the first book we did was like 272 mm. pages Damn. a giant <laughs> a giant book that i actually happen to have right nope. here and so this is night oh, Theater, awesome. nice and it was a, r- a really cool book um so, great story. So, Charlie Stickney's in here, David Peppos, David Avalone. Um, wow. I want to say 35 creative teams and 272 wow. pages. Wow. So was So, and it, and it turned out to be a really great campaign. Um, the book turned out great. We ended up doing a second one just this last uh, Halloween. But doing it every Halloween is almost yeah. too much. Yeah. It's too... It's too much work, so we're going to do it every other year, and we're going to um, do a book called Carmilla Unbound in between every other year. And Carmilla is the original vampire. I don't know if you know the story. It was 26 years before Dracula. This book was Ooh. written. Oh. And she's a, she's a she's a lesbian vampire. Imagine this book being written in you know whatever yeah. year that was. 18. It just gets better and better. Uh, and <laughs> yeah, so. So that, that character we're going to develop, uh, we're basically, you know, we see her through her life and, you know, in different years. And the first book is 1973. And so we have a short that we put in Nightmare Theater 2 that's called Carmilla Comes Again. And um, we, you know, we're, this is basically going to be our our uh, vam- vampire kind of uh, Elvira yeah. character. Um, and uh, no, I'm sorry, that's Shelley Postoka. This is someone different. This is the... This is the uh, the character that's in the story. Okay. Sorry, yeah, Carmilla. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, I, I, I get confused sometimes. <laughs> that's all right. Like, There's so much going on; I can't even keep it straight. <laughs> that, 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 you know what? That is the creative
3: mind, right? You, you got so much bouncing around ideas and everything you guys have done. That's, I mean, that's fantastic. I, I you know, I, I it's the it, it's the it curse. Is, it is right. <laughs> the, yeah, the creative mind is always on the move. So, no, that's great stuff. Yeah. So well, so think, how can how, how can folks get a hold of some of this stuff David There's, you know your nightmare theater and things like that is I I, I know you said you, you guys did one a couple of years ago and and you're you're looking to, to keep doing that I mean is it is are those all going to be on Kickstarter
1: Well we're those first two nightmare theaters were on Kickstarter um, and we actually after it's over ended up putting the the basic volume on IndieGogo oh, okay. so if someone wants to look up nightmare theater you can still order that there's limited editions okay. still available. Um, and the, and the idea is eventually we're going to partner with, a another publisher that, you know, we're talking a few different places now where we may do like a best of, and they'd do like a four issue oh, cool. series of like the best yeah, of the anthology. Yeah. Cause there's so many stories and there's so much to draw from, especially now that we have two volumes. Um, but those can be gotten on Indiegogo and then cannibals on Mars is running live. Now there's a less than two weeks yeah. to go. Uh, if you type in that name, it is the only one that nice. comes up.
2: Yeah. And when this, uh, we're, you know, this episode comes out, everybody will be about a week. So make sure you jump over to that Kickstarter. We'll have the links yeah. and stuff up for you to, yep. uh, in the show notes and in the, uh, description. So yep. make sure you jump over there.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yes. It's almost, it's almost over and we yeah. need your yeah. help.
0: Cross the finish line.
1: Yeah. Well, yep. hopefully <laughs> right.
0: this, uh, hopefully this will help out and, and get you, get you where you need to be. So,
3: yeah. Yeah, yeah. I appreciate well, I, it. you
0: know, I, I just speaking on behalf of everybody, I'm just really happy to have you on here. This was a, mm-hmm. a great chat, and it was, you know, good good chance to know you and uh, hear about your all your work. It's been amazing.
1: Oh well, it's great, guys. Um, it seems like a really cool show. I'm glad you guys are doing it, and uh, you know, kind of uh, out there promoting the little guys. Absolutely. That's
3: right. You you took the words out of our mouth. That's exactly what we said. How are we going to end the, first the show? show? <laughs> Right, I, we're, no, we're just going to use David's catch. How, how took actually, care of it for us. How
1: long? How long
3: have you been doing the Five show? Five minutes. Uh, no. I, <laughs>
0: yeah,
3: I'm right, the first yeah.
2: guest. How long has we've, this interview been? About that yeah, long. Right. Uh, this
0: we've we just launched our fifth episode today, right, Ben?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, fifth okay. full length episode, and then we also do uh, what's called Ben's kicks, where it's like uh, I'll I kind of uh, promote some uh, Kickstarter comics for folks that I have mm-hmm. currently running campaigns. Yep,
1: awesome, that guy. Okay. Yeah. Very yeah. cool. Well, I appreciate it, guys. This is uh, it has been a lot of fun. Awesome. Thank you so much.
2: Thanks, David.
0: All right. Well, we absolutely love bringing uh, creators to you guys and uh, introducing you to work that you might not be aware of. So please make sure to hit the like and subscribe and uh, notification bell so you keep getting uh, information about the new shows coming out. And uh, we'll see you on the next one.